All right. Glory to God. Y'all may be seated. Wait, wait, wait a minute before you take a seat. Elder, can you bring the shofar up? Before you take a seat. Please stand. This is the sound that you're going to hear. Well, this is the sound that the dead in Christ are going to hear first. Is the trump of God. And a lot of times in the ministries, we have no idea what that is. When you hear the trump of God, it is literally going to be a trump of God. And this is the sound that you're going to hear. And I need you to hear it in the spirit. Amen. He's already sound because what he's done, he's already done. He's not doing anything new. He's already done. He's, he's finished. So that sound has to travel from the throne of God to the domain or the dominion where man is, which is the earth. That sound has already, he's been saying before the foundation of the world. He was already dead when he went to Calvary. He already done it, but that was in time. But he exists outside of time. So he's already sounded the shofar. And we're going to hear what it sounds like in time. Amen. Blessed are you, O Lord, our God. Amen. made me now be seated in heavenly places if you can oh my god I don't know but could you see the dead in Christ could you see some of your loved ones the Bible said that some listen the graves were empty can you imagine that you're gonna see mama again you're gonna see little pookie again <laughs> glory to God Glory to God. Hallelujah. See, this is spiritual things. This is not some traditional church. You are the church. You are the called out ones. Everybody think you got to come to the church. You are the church. We have a, a fire. We, we're, we're the church. You mean we can't have service? He said, well, two or three are gathered in my name. He says, there I am in the midst of them. So what's in your mouth is God. Man, I try to tell y'all. Y'all know I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit down. I'm going to try to sit down for maybe another week or so. Y'all know I had my little operation. 
and I really want to come up and run around. <laughs> I could do it. I've been trying. Anyway, I want to I wanna be obedient to my... My faith is in God. Not my physical therapist, but I'm going to be obedient. He sent her. My faith is in God. Where's your faith? Faith alone is nothing. Faith by itself is nothing. It can't do anything. Your faith has to be ascribed to something or someone. This is why he said, have faith in God. God is the value. Faith has no value. But God does. You ascribe your faith to God. That's where the value is. Ain't that something? Faith alone has no power. It's what you ascribe it to. Have faith in God. That is the power. That is the source. Amen? Amen. My goodness. And it never said, I never found a scripture, Elder, that said have faith in faith. And you have people teaching faith in faith. It don't tell you that. Faith in God. I have faith in faith. What you? That's like saying you have nothing to fear but fear itself. How? How? Think about that. How many of y'all done said that? Y'all heard that? I think some president has said that. You have nothing to fear, but what? Fear itself. How, how dumb is that? You're still fearful. And the word of God said, I haven't given you what? The spirit of fear. So fear is a spirit. Not a person. Not a circumstance. Not a situation. Fear is a spirit. Also, how many of y'all delivered from fear? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some of them just afraid to raise their hand and say, yes, I mean, that's still fear. We're going to have some fun in church. Laugh, good time. The Bible says laughter is like a medicine. Loosen up a little bit. The word's coming forth. Man. Have faith in faith. I mean, people just don't know what to do with the word. No scriptural foundation. No proper hermeneutics and exegesis of that word. I mean, faith in faith. I'm going to put my faith in faith. I have to ascribe my faith to something. I'm going to be faithful to my wife. See? I ascribe my faith to something. Of great value. My marriage, my wife. I do want to talk about, there's a couple of things I want to talk about today. We've had a long weekend. And I've had, you know, we've been talking about love, correct? This this would be part three of love. You can never talk enough about love. Love is the issue that's wrong with the whole world. Love is the, this is why you have rapists. This is why you have bigotry. This is why you have pedophiles. Mm-hmm. 
this is why you have homosexuality. Because everybody is looking for love. Just in the wrong places. Because we don't know what love is. Love is not an emotion. Love is not a feeling. Love is not what keeps a marriage together. Uh-oh. How many divorced people said, I love you? So love couldn't keep their marriage together if it was love. Come on, think about it. Love never fails. Love never gives up. Under any circumstance. So it can't be love. I mean, come on, y'all. Yeah? Y'all just saw the, is it still up? Look at that. Man. Paul said, I'll show you a more excellent way. You can have all 29,000 gifts. And Paul said, I'll still show you a more excellent way. And it's love. He said, when you love, there's no law against it. That means the accuser can't accuse you. He has no right. There's no law against you. You're in a courtroom right now. Your life. You're in a courtroom. What's the lady that do the sonographer? So the Bible said he's a, he has a recording angel. So the recording angel is recording everything that you do, where you go. He beat Google Maps and all that. He ain't got to worry about that. He know exactly where you at. He know exactly what you say. It's being recorded. And you shall be judged out of every what? Idle word that proceeds out your mouth. So that means your words have power. Your words have direction. Your words have purpose. Your words have fulfillment. So powerful. He said, I'm going to judge you. Not on your sin. Because you're born again. I'm not judging you on that. You've been forgiven. That's under the blood. Now you're going to be judged on every idle word. What did you do with the word that you heard? So when you say, when you hear love, when you hear this right here, 1 Corinthians 13, you will be convicted if you're not doing what it says. Judgment is love. So you can see the new heaven and the new earth. That was read earlier. Man. We got to get this thing right. We have to stop playing. And y'all know the big question I ask y'all, do you really love God? Mm -mm -mm. Do you really love God? Well, there's some parameters to really check to see if you love God. Yeah, I didn't say no of God. A lot of y'all know of Obama, of Trump, but you don't know him. You know of him. You recognize, you see his works, you see his face, you understand, but you don't intimately know them, do you? Okay, Donald Trump, don't come and live inside of you. <laughs> Obama didn't come and live inside of you, did he? But the word of God, Jesus, the fullness, the Godhead comes and dwells and takes a bow where? Inside of you. So he would be greater than, wouldn't he? Yes. See, we still know of. 
You've heard of them. I mean, we can know, we can go online and look at the president. We can look at his whole physical. You can see his blood type. You can see his eye. You can see everything about him, but you still don't know him. He will walk by you. you would, he wouldn't know who you were. You might know who he was, but you wouldn't know, he wouldn't know who you were. Isn't that true? Mm. <laughs> he wouldn't know you. He wouldn't know you. But you would know a whole lot about him. We know a whole lot about God. But does he know you? He said, listen, depart from me. I never knew you. Wait a minute. Didn't we do great works in your name? Didn't we cast out demons? Didn't we, listen, didn't we prophesy in your name? He said, depart from me. I never knew you. You knew his name. You have authority to his name. You have access to his name and the authority that's attached to it. Still don't mean you know him. You can hold a police badge. Don't mean you're a policeman. Yeah. It doesn't belong to you. You're not recognized. This is serious. To know God and he know you. So you don't get in that line when he said, depart from me. I never, listen to that, never. I never knew you. He got me here, so can I, before I go into love, can I just, can I just show you a little something? Just a little something. <laughs> deep calls under deep. Okay. I want to go just, just for something here. We got to make sure we're in there. And I'm a shepherd. That's my job. Make sure you're in there. First, before we go in there, go to Proverbs 12.1. Go to Proverbs 12.1. It's been a while. You might have forgot. Might have forgot. Let's go. You ready? All right. Can y'all see? Am I in y'all way? Okay. Read. Proverbs chapter 12 and verse 1. To learn, you must love discipline. It is stupid to hate correction. Any questions? Any questions? So, to learn. And we came here, Jesus said, come and learn of me. He didn't say come and learn of pastor. He said, come and learn of me. And he's telling you right here, you must love correction. A lot of time, our perception, our thinking, our understanding of life, our relationships, uh, you know, um, just anything is the wrong perception, wrong interpretation. So your perception has to be a line up with the word of God. Not what I feel, not what I know, but what I know, who I know that wrote it. So I make sure that he's the barometer. He's the benchmark of all of my decision making. All of my choices. It's not about how I feel. My feeling is irrelevant. My feelings waste time. See, and this is the problem. This is what stunts a lot of our growth. 
Because when you come to Christ, you should be growing. You should not remain the same. There's no way that you can be in the presence of God and you remain the same. No way. He said, in my presence, there's joy forevermore. So you can't be depressed or sad. Your countenance can't be the same. See, we, we, we just think it's so, he really looks on our countenance. And your faith, your face shows your faith. If you're depressed, if you're sad, if you're happy. You know how many muscles you have in your face? You know how many muscles it takes to smile? It's a whole lot. I mean, come on, y'all. I mean, do we really love him? Then you can't be the same. You cannot remain the same. These bodies right here cannot remain the same to be in the presence of God. You're going to have a new body, a glorified body, one that can sustain the love of God for all eternity. This body can't. This body is in time. It decays. It gets broke. It hurts. It wears out. Yeah? But you're going to have a new body. What's funny about it, he give us his mind now. We can have his mind now. My goodness. Do you know him? Do you want to know him? Do you really want to know him? See, that's, that's, that might be the question. Well, to know him, and the quick way to expedite this is die to self. You will grow so fast if you died to, what? watch this, your will. Yeah. What you want to do. <sighs> obedience. And he said, Jesus learned obedience. Look at this. That the teacher. Tell Siri she need to get saved. All right. She come back on the scene. Tell her that. <laughs> Listen. What was I asked for that, Captain? <laughs> okay. Die to self. That will expedite your growth. That will expedite your position. Everything in Christ. If you would die to yourself, your will. Your will. Your will. It means, see, to do that, when God says something, obey. Yeah. Obedience takes care of that. Do what the word of God says. Stop doing what you feel. That's the whole issue. Joseph, it's what we feel. Feelings are deceptive. They'll deceive you. Give them to God. He'll put them in the right place where they should be. Okay? Our emotions are running us. I told you, even in the, we were talking about love, and I said commitment needs no emotion involved with it. Right. To commit to something means there is no emotion. Yeah. Man, we're going to get there. All right. It's hard because of our will, Joseph. Uh, it goes against your sin. This is why you have to be born again. Because your old nature is a rebellious nature. It is a nature that likes to manipulate. 
It likes to be manipulated and to manipulate. It has its own gratification. It loves. It loves to feel. Because I know if I can get you to feel, I can get you to do. This is how you don't, you don't slip into sin. You don't slip into sin. Your emotions now are leading you. And now it has to be gratified. It, it has to be. It has to be. And you know why? It's because what you yield to operates through you. All right. Check yourself. This is why you need the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. Can I show you all something? I can talk like this to next Sunday. I can give you this. I want to show you something, though. Can I just, before I get into the love, just something I need to, maybe it's for a reason. All right. Okay. Go to John. It's something very familiar. It's scripture should be, all of it should be familiar to you. Mm. You know, like when you eat, what's your, play, what's your favorite restaurant? Who, who got me, give me a favorite restaurant you like to go to. Oh, somebody said Waffle House. Somebody said the Waffle House. They say the Waffle House. All right. All right. I mean, every time you go, every time you go, right? I mean, you're familiar with that word, that food, right? You know already, you know, your palate. You know, you know what it likes, right? That's why you order the same thing. It should be familiar to you. So the word of God, when you hear it, it should be just like that, familiar to you because you've been eating. He said, oh, taste and see. You didn't go in there eat blindfold, did you? All right. That the what? That the Lord is good. So, it, so spiritually, you can be fulfilled. Just like, you know, natural body needs nutrition. Your spiritual body needs nutrition too. See, but we, for some reason, we will fast on the word of God. But we won't fast on the food. Man, we'll go all week to week without reading the word. You went seven days with no spiritual food? How come you can't do that in the natural? Sometimes this is your only feeding when you come. I, mean, I want to know how do you survive? How do you move? When you don't eat, you know what starvation is? Starvation is not when you're hungry. Starvation is when your body, your organs begin to devour itself. That's starvation. See, what we show starvation when we lash out with each other. Eating and devouring exactly one another. So now I know you're starving. Hey, y'all better get with it. The word of God. Y'all want me to stand up? I can stand up now. I can go. <laughs> I can move through the crowd a little bit. I'm feeling the flow right here. Man. <laughs> Amen. 
Amen. See, when you love God, and y'all know I'm getting into the passion. When you're passionate, you're enthusiastic. I'm passionate about, God is passionate about everything that he does. Or he wouldn't do it. He, he wouldn't do it. He's passionate about correcting us. Because that's another level of love. Y'all see that, right? To learn, you must love discipline. It is stupid to hate correction. You need to know something else, too. Jeremiah 3.15. In case you don't know. See, and in case you don't know, I just want to welcome all the visitors and everything, too. How y'all doing? Right. We're going to welcome minister. Shabbat Shalom. Good to see y'all. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. You need to know the Hebrew roots of your faith. Notice I didn't say that you're, you're a part of a Hebrew root movement. I said Hebrew roots of your faith. What is a Hebrew? From what? From what? Death to life. You said something over there. Oh, one who is obedient to the word of God. What was that scripture you had on there? What was that? Um, Romans 2.28. Go to Romans 2.28. Make sure we get this right. So we're going to make sure. I just want to clarify some things. In case people start asking y'all and they seeing the, you know, the star David and the menorah. And they, what is, what y'all doing? You want to know? I believe in the cross. Amen. I just want to be one of the fake people, you know, wearing a cross and then having taken up their cross. Right. It means a big difference. Okay. See, you can only pick up your cross once you die. It's the only way. So a lot of us haven't really died. So we got the scripture, minister? Read that right there so we'll know what a true Jew is. Romans chapter 2 at verse 28. For you are not a true Jew just because you were born of Jewish parents or because you have gone through the ceremony of circumcision. Mm. No, a true Jew is one whose heart is right with God. And true circumcision is not merely obeying the letter of the law. Rather, it is a change of heart, heart. produced by God's spirit. God. Boom. Anybody ask y'all, tell them to go to this scripture. What a real Jew is. That you have been engrafted into this brotherhood. Into this commonwealth. You have been engrafted. That means that now you are a part of it. Amen. See, you, you got to be able to explain to people what you are and what you believe. Amen? Amen? Oh, we getting in there right there. That's good right there, ain't it? All right. 
So, now, did you finish reading it? Go ahead. Let me let it finish it, man. And a person with a changed heart seeks praise from God, not from people. I I just want to ask you, do y'all love God? So, you know, when I taught you when you love, there's vulnerability. There's no shame. So you shouldn't be ashamed to praise your God. Okay. All right. Some of y'all can barely open your mouth. No, in the kingdom, you have to open your mouth. The kingdom is voice activated. Out, out of your, your heart, your mouth, speak it. Amen? See, we got to learn how to operate in the realm that you were born in. Now, you're born of the spirit. So your environment. Your environment. Your atmosphere. Is the spirit realm. Not the natural realm. You are born again. He said, unless you are born again, you can't see nor enter into the kingdom. This is not the kingdom. Thy kingdom come. You just heard that in, in, in Revelation when he saw the new Jerusalem coming down. 1,500 miles by 1,500 miles square. It's going to come down the new Jerusalem where you're going to be. Man, man we, we got so much ground to cover and so little time to do it in. But if you can expedite this, if you can get your hearts right with God and man. True love is with what? God and man. So you can't say I love God and you hate somebody here. True love. See, and that's the problem. We don't know what true love is. We don't know the depth, the length, the height, nor the breadth of true love. But before here we go here, I got to show you something. Can I just show you a little something? Okay. Minister, go to John. <laughs> Get there before I go. Go to John 13. And though we had talked about on intercessory prayer, spiritual perception, correct? All right. Is God here? All right. All right. Is the anointing here? So, maybe not himself, but is the presence of Satan here? Mm-hmm. Come on, y'all. Answer that question. Because he is the anointed cherub that covers. He knows where the anointing is, and that's where he goes. So his presence is here right now. And so is Holy Spirit. Man. Okay, watch this. Read. Um, go to verse 21. 
13. Go to 25. John chapter 13 and verse 21. After Jesus had said these things, he was troubled, disturbed, agitated in spirit. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Do me a favor. Go to 20. Watch this. Verse 20. Read this. I assure you, most solemnly I tell you, he who receives and welcomes and takes into his heart mm. any messenger of mine receives me in just that way. And he who receives and welcomes and takes me into his heart receives him who sent me mm -hmm. in that same way. Verse 21. Yeah. After Jesus had said these things, he was troubled, disturbed, agitated in spirit, and said, I assure you. Hold Holy. Holy. After he had said these things, he was troubled, disturbed, agitated in his spirit. I'm sitting amongst my disciples. Something I perceive. After what I just said, I perceive something is amok. I'm agitated in my spirit after these words that I just spoke. He's all-knowing, correct? Jesus has divinity and humanity. He has two natures. He's God fully, and he's human fully. Isn't that something? And you know, you're the only being that's been created to operate in both realms, the spiritual and the natural. Any other being here without a body is here illegally. He has no rights. The legal interest of this realm is through the womb of a woman. Jesus himself did not, the word, did not even violate his own word. I need Mary. I need to come here legally because I'm a spirit. In this realm, I need a body. Amen? So any demon that is following you, he needs a body. He, he's looking for a habitation. And he can call it his home. But the Bible said that you are a temple of the Holy Spirit. You are an altar. I'm going to teach you all on that. Y'all wait coming up next week. Here we go. Watch this. Watch this. He said, I assure you, most solemnly I tell you, one of you will deliver me up. One of you will be false to me and betray me. Stop. Yo, go ahead. Go ahead. He's perceiving in the spirit and is agitating him. Come on. I'm going to show you something. Verse 22. The disciples kept looking at one another. Ah. That's how we do. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Come on. 
I just want to show you something. I want to show y'all something, okay? Okay. The disciples kept looking at one another, puzzled as to whom he could mean. Hey, I mean, how slow can we be? How slow can we be? Oh, come on. It's just 12 of us. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Verse 23. One of his disciples whom Jesus loved, whom he esteemed and delighted in. Probably John. Was reclining next to him mm -hmm. on Jesus' bosom. Mm -hmm. Just go to 25. So Simon Peter motioned to him to ask of whom he was speaking. See there? You, you ask him. Then leaning back against Jesus' breast, he asked him, Lord, who is it? Hmm. I mean, hold on now. I know this is familiar. So Satan was there in the presence of Jesus' assignment and his purpose. Just like he's right here right now. For your purpose. So if you don't know your purpose and you've been to church and you have his word, could it be? That he's been sifting you. Wait a minute, he's bold. He is right there in Jesus assignment and his purpose right there. He's circling around here to see who and how he can enter and prevent his purpose. I believe Jesus saw him in the spirit. I know he did. Watch. I believe Jesus saw him in the spirit as the rowing line circling the table. Listen. Of where there's a decision about the coming purpose of the Christ is being determined. See, but you don't think your assignment is relevant, has importance. That's why most of us don't know our purpose in Christ. I'm not talking about your profession. I'm talking about in Christ. Okay, let me show you something. Wow. He's circling when there's a discussion about the purpose of Christ and his suffering that Jesus is about to endure for us. He's present. I believe Satan was looking for a heart to enter in. Read 26. Verse 26. Jesus answered, it is the one to whom I am going to give. This, this is morning. so important. Go ahead. Say it again. It is the one to whom I am going to give this morsel, this bit of food, after I have dipped it. So when he had dipped the morsel of bread into the dish, he gave it to Judas, Simon Iscariot's son. 27. Verse 27. Then after he had taken the bit of food, Satan entered into and took possession of Judas. Jesus said to him, what you are going to do, do more swiftly than you seem to intend and make quick work of it. Stop. Walk into this. Listen to this. 
Listen to this. See, you've heard this before. But you know you got new eyes. Now watch this. What if, what if Judas never really had faith? I am. What if Judas never really had faith? Judas might, Judas might have been saying, if this is God at this table, why does there have to be any suffering? This is from the teaching I did on the suffering. I didn't finish it, but he wanted me to show y'all a little something. Wait a minute. Watch this. Watch this. Wait, wait a minute. See, you got to ask questions. I'm telling you, you got you to ask questions. What if Judas might have been saying, if this is God at this table, why does there have to be any suffering involved in my relationship with him? Remember I talk about love and sacrifice? So I'm going to tie it in. Just, 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 just watch. Just listen closely. Listen to this. Why, why does that have to be involved in my relationship with him? And that's a question that many people ask. Mm-hmm. What if Judas was one, was the only one? Wow. What if Judas was one of the only few people who really understood what Jesus was really saying in this verse? Watch. Peter didn't understand it. Who is it? Peter didn't understand it. What was worse? What Peter said, I don't know this man. Maybe Peter, maybe Peter was speaking the truth. Maybe Peter was speaking the truth. I don't know this man. Oh, no, I'm going to mess with y'all theology. Hold on. All right. What if... What if Peter said, I don't know that. Maybe Peter was speaking the truth. Maybe. See, we all have a view of Christ. Most of us see Christ through our own longings and desires. Mm -hmm. Our own screen. This is why people gravitate to different types of gospels. Because they are looking for something that's palatable. To their self-image. Listen. Their self-view. Their sense of what they think their life should be. So they will gravitate to a message that fulfills their self-view of themselves. Did y'all understand that? See, where you go, it is life and death. See, see I'm, maybe y'all didn't get that. Yeah, it was so heavy, I had to circle it in green. So, can I say it again? I want, I want us to get this right before we move on, all right? Most of us see Christ through our own, listen, longings and desires. This is how people see Christ. This is how Oprah see Christ. Through her own view. This is how Eckhart Tolle see the, the universe, through their own view. This is how a lot of pastors see Christ through their own view. My goodness. 
<sighs> wrong view, wrong perspective, wrong interpretation. See, to eliminate that is that you have to eliminate your intellect when it comes to the word. You're so smart. And the word is simple. This is why he taught parables. So you could understand what I'm saying. I tell you a story that once was a man. See, I'll tell you a story. You make it complicated because you bring in your own intellect or your own screen and view of God. Y'all heard my granddaughter. She's six years old. She said, God is good. If you would just follow what she said, you'd be okay. In her eye, he's good. She ain't got all the nor that y'all know. She's been raised in here in this atmosphere. God is good. I mean, and a little child should lead them. Have childlike faith. No, you want to go and bring in your theological teaching. And none of these apostles were well-learned men. But they had the baptism. They had the love of Christ. Which surpasses and the peace all understanding. Most of us see Christ through our own longings and desires. Our own screen. This is why people gravitate to different types of gospels. Because they are looking for something palatable to their own self-image. Tell me I'm good. Tell me I'm good. Don't tell me. Don't tell me I need to repent. Tell me I'm good. I'm going to go to a church that just speak on this is your best life now. No accountability. No conviction. Holy Spirit brings conviction. If you're in here and you're not convicted of your relationship with God, then Holy Spirit is not present. Because Holy Spirit brings conviction. Which brings change. All right. A am, I, am I going too deep? Stay right there. You okay? You're good. You all right? Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you find a place that's palatable to your self-image, their self-view, their sense of what they think their life should be. I should be a millionaire. So I'm going to go to a ministry that do the word of faith. But your character doesn't sustain being a hundred air. It's no way you won't sow off of your $20,000, 10%. It's no way you're going to sow off a million. No way. And you don't sow it the way you want to sow it. He said, bring it to my storehouse. That it will be full. No, you do what you want to do. See, because it's how you feel. I don't want to be filled. Feel, no, not feelings. I want to be led. And Jesus was led, uh-oh, into great abundance. He was led into great, you know, depression. He was led into the wilderness. 
This wilderness is where you find out where your faith is. This is where you find out. This is where your development starts in the wilderness. Immediately when he was filled, he was led into that circumstance. And he prayed and fasted. Prayer is a platform for growth and transformation. That's profound. This is how you know when people, where they are, is their prayer life. Your prayer life locates you. Your will. See, most of us won't relinquish our will to pray. Because we're going on, you know, how articulate. How smart I sound. How intellectual I am. I'm going on my word capability, my vocabulary. That's right. Instead of my heart that can simply say, Lord, help me. Show me who I need to help. Correct anything in my life that is not of you. Lead me to the still waters. Lead me. See, but we won't relinquish our will. Okay. Okay, here we go. Mm. Peter said, I don't know this man. Christ is being led away. I don't know him, Peter is saying. That man. (laughs) Oh, hold on. I don't know that man. Wait a minute. It can't be. That's not what I thought. That's not what I thought. I had the keys to the kingdom. I thought we were going to rule and reign here. All right. I was told. That the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church of Jesus Christ. And yet he's being led away. Oh, my God. Woo. It looks like hell is triumphing. It looks like hell is winning. I don't know that man. This can't be the man. Oh, my God. Elder, wait a minute. John was probably saying, John was probably saying, I finally found a father figure. And now he's leaving me. Can't be the man. Go to Mark 14. Hmm. I didn't get into, well, I am, this is still the love, but, (laughs) amen, amen. I'm trying to get us there. Glory to God. Mark 14, 49 to 50. Amplify. Listen to this. Got a question for you. Ready? Mark chapter 14 at verse 49. 
I was with you daily in the temple, the porches and courts teaching, and you did not seize me. But this has happened that the scriptures might be fulfilled. Mm. Then his disciples, forsaking him, fled. Oh, hold on. Stop right there. Read that again. Read then, that again. 49. I was with you daily in the temple, the porches and courts teaching, and you did not seize me. But this has happened that the scriptures might be fulfilled. Verse 50. Then his disciples, forsaking him, mm. fled all of them. Stop. Woo! That sounds like a denial to me. And they ran. Mm, mm, mm. Woo, okay. But there's something different in the portrayal of Judas. Because Christ reached over the table and he offered him the fellowship of his suffering. See, I know you got it. Mm. Hold up. Good God Almighty. And Jesus leaned over the table. And he offered him. His fellowship. In his suffering. I believe that. Jesus was going. Oh wait a minute. I believe that this is what Jesus was doing at this moment. I think he, I think Judas knew. Now, this is my conjecture. Okay? This is my conjecture. But I, this, listen. I think Jesus knew. Jesus was saying, I'm offering you a choice mm, to walk in the fellowship of my suffering. Jesus was saying, I'm going to Calvary, and I'm going to be rejected. I'm going to be abused, and it's going to look like I lost this battle. But I'm offering you this fellowship, and when you reach out, listen, and when he reached out and offered him This pathway of being giving for the good of others. How many, I got a question. How many people communion or take communion and they take it not interested in being given over or giving other people, giving for other people? That was the issue with Judas. This was his issue. He was selfish. He wasn't interested in the pathway. He, was, he wasn't interested in walking or, or taking up his cross. Mm -mm. He wasn't interested in rejection and suffering. He was interested in his own needs. Money. 
And here's the key. When Judas pretended to accept and embrace the fellowship that Christ was offering. Mm -mm -mm. But it was not in his heart for real. That was the moment that Satan entered. Oh, man. Satan was stalking around that table, roaring, looking for a heart, saying, how can I get into this intimate fellowship? This unity that was commanded in Psalms 133, 1 through 3. I don't have time to go there. Judas was saying, oh, Satan was saying, wait a minute. How can I get into this intimate communion? How can I make my presence known? Right in the middle of Jesus' assignment and purpose. How has he made himself known right in the middle of your assignment and your purpose? How has he presented himself? Has he gotten in? Is this why we don't know our purpose? Hmm. I know my purpose. I'm functioning in my purpose. I have perfect peace in my function of my purpose. I have total restoration of my purpose. This is the element. This is my call. I am called to be a shepherd. No question about it. You don't become one in two months. Your life experiences. I told you, you have to have a pastor that's designed for your wilderness journey. Moses was designed for their wilderness journey. The whole journey from Egypt to the promised land dealt with Paganism, false gods. Where did Moses grow up in? He grew up in the house of Pharaoh with multiple false gods. He was designed for their wilderness journey. He understood the occult. Y'all know that's where I came from. Man, this is important. That's why everybody just can't be your pastor. Matter of fact, he said, I'm going to give you. Go to Jeremiah 3.15. Somebody need this today. See, and this teaching is not just for the people that are present. It's for YouTube people too. Amen. I'm almost finished. Jeremiah chapter 3 at verse 15. And I will give you spiritual shepherds after my own heart in the final time who will feed you with knowledge and understanding and judgment. That's what I'm doing right now. We are in the final times. We are in the final times. You better know prophetically where we are. 
And listen, as a people and as a nation. See, this is the thing that's really important. It didn't say that you choose your pastor. It didn't tell you that. He said, I'm going to sin. I'm going to do it. I'm going to give you a pastor that you need designed for your wilderness journey. What you been? Uh, you know, what? Divorce? What, 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 what you been? Multiple? You know, you got, you know, uh, you, you got, you know, other kids in the family. What, what is it? What is it? See, you have to have that type of person. I understand where you are. I know this is where I've been. You're going to tell nobody. How is a shepherd going to tell you how to raise your child and he's not married nor have any kids? How he going to tell you how to be delivered from pornography and he's still watching? Hello? Because you got pastors that are still watching porn. You got husbands still watching porn. You got husbands to be still watching porn. And that spirit goes for women too. tell you what it's like to be delivered from that blended family I could tell you what that's like but you want to go in the cult and all that I can tell you what that's like where you want to go better have your pastor better know where you where where he's taking you and he better have an answer he's leading you spiritually matter of fact teacher and I have to take an account for what we taught you so I want to make sure what I'm teaching you is correct not what I feel. Not what's popular. Hello? Teach you the word of God. With power. Amen. Listen to this. Jesus was saying, just imagine it. I done told you what I'm about to do, and I I'm going to give you a chance right now. And you're right. He, when he turned to him, he was no longer talking to Peter when he said, do it quickly. I mean, not Peter, but Judas. Judas was not in the picture now. He was talking to Hasatan, Satan. What you going to do? Do it quickly. Because your time is short. See, this is what he was saying. Because your time is short. What you going to do? Do it quickly. He wasn't talking to Judas. He was talking to Satan. Just like when Peter, Peter, when he said, Satan, get thee behind me. He turned to Peter, but he was talking to Satan. Tell me I ain't got to go to the cross. I pray for you that your faith wouldn't fail. Your faith wouldn't fail. My goodness. I, he got that prayer through, didn't he? Judas was saying, at least, Judas, Judas was saying, I, this is what he's saying, and a lot of us do this. At least I will give an appearance that I'm walking with you. This is what Judas was saying. He was a disciple. Close by. The treasurer. Money. Jesus was saying, I will at least give an appearance that I'm walking with you, Jesus. I will give you an appearance that I'm embracing you. 
I'm in giving appearance that I'm embracing everything that you're saying. But his heart was not embracing. And that's the moment that Satan entered in. So y'all playing a dangerous game. So I've learned that in the, when you don't know your purpose and you come into the presence of God, Satan is right there. And he want to make sure you never discover. He want to keep you right in the pew, sedentary. He, he wants you, listen, he wants you ashamed of your sin. When Jesus' love is so vulnerable, when Jesus was hung on that cross, he didn't have any clothes on. He was exposed and vulnerable. The only thing that covered him was his blood. That was his only covering was his blood. He did not have on any. He was totally exposed, vulnerable. His only covering was his blood. Covered all. We missed it. We missed the point of this. We missed the point about love and the vulnerability. The sacrifice that's needed. Man, if you would just put away your ways. If you would just forsake your ways for his ways. You'll, be, you'll get in. Why, why do all of this? Why do all of this and don't get in? Because of your will or your perception of what you think, how you serve, how you worship, how you praise, how you give, is right. And he has written down in his word how you're to worship him. Lift your hands. Shout with the voice of triumph. Stomp your feet. Have the dance. He tells you with the string instrument, the high praising symbols. He tells you how to worship him. But we won't do it. Because you're embarrassed. You're not vulnerable. You won't expose that enemy. This is why you won't praise him. You're conscious of what your neighbor is thinking. Am I too loud? Some snot coming out my nose. I'm scared. You have not worshipped God until you have laid prostrate. Ever. If you can't lay prostrate before him, it, even the, angel, the men that saw the angels, they, they went down. They couldn't. And that won't God. As dead men. We come to church. We have it hard to. See, it's how I think that I should worship God. It's my parameters. How I should give praise to him. Everybody is worshiping from God, and you still there like this. You won't do that in front of an angel, and you won't do that in front of the presence of God. I got news flashing. This is just a rehearsal. So if you have a hard time and a difficult time doing it here for the little moment that we do it, how are you going to do it for all eternity? Are you going to get in? So maybe you might not have to worry about that. Maybe you ain't got to worry about that because you're not getting in. I'm not the judge of that. 
<laughs> I'm trying to lay down instructions for you. Now you're going to be accountable for what you heard. So you can't say, I didn't know. Okay. Oh, my God. Okay. Listen to this. Did you leave me? You said you'd never forsake me. No leave me. <laughs> you got to have passion when you love somebody. I told y'all that's, man, y'all got to get me. Y'all got to work with me. Y'all got to work with me. Are you passionate about God? Oh, man. Listen to this. He said, I want to have an appearance that I'm embracing everything that you're saying. But his heart was not embracing nothing. This is how Satan entered in. And he didn't say a demon entered in. He said Satan entered into him. It didn't say it was an imp. It said it was Satan himself that entered into him. Isn't that something? Woo! This is still happening today in the churches. How many of us take communion today and we have no interest in moving with or the Holy Spirit? Or how he leading us. In their hearts toward each other. And love. We're still asking. He's still asking us to choose the right path. He's still leaning over there. And asking you the same thing. Will you suffer with me? Will you sacrifice with me? He's asking each and every the same thing he did with Jesus. I'm going to give you one more time to be fellowship with me and my suffering. He's still doing the same thing. We still do what Judas did. Reject. Selfish. Isn't that crazy? Man. I guess this is where he wanted us to go today. When Christ said, Do what you do and do it quickly. As I told you, he was not talking to Judas. He was talking to the devil himself. Judas doesn't realize now or his heart is given completely over to darkness. Christ is not speaking to him, as I said. He's speaking to Satan. The Bible describes Satan as a roaring lion. Most lions hunt at night. And Jesus, Judas did this when? At night. Isn't that something? Judas went into the temple where the Pharisees were, the religious, and those who claim to know God. I'm telling you, man, you, you, you got a lot of ministries. You got a lot of churches. They claim to know God, but the things that they do uh, is not God. And we get fixated on big names. You know, Rick Warren and stuff. Y'all get it. Peter called the names out. Uh, Paul did. 
I'm just saying, you, I don't think you can be a Christian and be a Freemason. There's no way. You can't be uh, uh, Eastern Star. So that's, that's where they don't want to go right there. Any secret society. People don't want to hear that. I mean, you get big name people. Anybody ever heard the Knights of Malta? Well, that's what Rick Bourne is. See, George Washington was a Mason. See, y'all don't really, y'all, y'all don't want to go there, do y'all? <laughs> See, you got to know who these big names and what they believe. There's no way you could be a prophet of God. There's something wrong with the gospel. It's preaching another gospel. You know, uh, your pastor, you know, he's a pastor, but at night, you know, I'm a part of a coven. Oh, God. Heck no. You know I ain't. <laughs> I'm showing you how ridiculous it is. Oh. Man, the only thing you're going to find is the Holy Ghost and the power, the anointing, the deliverance, love of Christ. You're going to find love, the fruits of the Spirit. You want to be there. It is there. Amen. You have to perceive that. Know who hand is on the plow with you. You need to know who is co-laboring with you. Now, if I come out of the occult world, don't you think I can spot the occult? Dressed up as Christianity? Hmm? And you can't fool me. And you can't bribe me. You should know them by their fruit. So you have to speak to the enemy. You have to speak to them. And you get some people who are just careless when it comes to Christ. And y'all need to know everything that you see that says it's Christian that is not. If you see prophetess or teacher come up and give y'all a word and her head is going like this and she going out here, that's a spirit. Ain't no way that's God. But you have the body of Christ believing that. There's no way that you can do yoga and call it hot yoga, whatever you want to call it. And it's Christianity. It's not. Yoga means it is. Listen, it's Hinduism. And the guru said you can't take. Listen, out of yoga, you can't take the Hinduism out of it. I don't care what you call it. You can't do it. The mantras that you say repeatedly over and over invoke spirit realm. The poses that you do is spirit realm. But you have Christians that do it. We got built to worship. I make sure that I see and understand all the moves they do in stretch and flex. Where it is, where it originated from. 
See, but this is what happens to the body of Christ when we have no discernment of the things of God. And, and this is one of the things that, that I make sure that come, what comes through that door and what is presented before God is correct. It's too easy. Satan was right there, but no one else could perceive in the spirit realm. None of his disciples could perceive what was going on. But Jesus, he knew he saw him. Just like I see you. Hey, teacher. I'm, I'm, I, <laughs> it means he loves the word. He loves the word. He loves the word. <laughs> no, Joseph, we have, we have to do this sometimes. We have to have balance. And God says uh, uneven scale is an abomination. So we want to make sure that we bring balance in everything that we do. This is why you need to go back to the YouTube channel and you need to watch the videos that are up so you can continue your feeding. Everything is up there. And I need y'all. See, this is what happens. Is you're listening or watching someone else or doing something else. And you don't have to sit there right in front of it. Oh, I got to watch it. You can let it run and play. Send them algorithms up. Make comments. Nobody makes comments. You might got a couple of likes, but on the YouTube channel, there's no comments. Make some comments. So other people can see what you're getting, and you can share it with them. Yeah, you got to scroll all the way down. Y'all explore. Oh. Come on, stand by me, teacher. In the next couple of weeks, we're going to be getting into... In time eschatology teaching. Yes. So I'm going to be teaching. This is might probably, I, I got to talk to the, some of the leaders, of course. It might be a Friday um, night. These might be Friday night teachings on eschatology, on end times, where we are prophetically the church, Daniel, Ezekiel, Revelation, Jeremiah, all these type of things where we are. And it's imperative that we know the prophetic timetable where we are when they sign that agreement, um, which is in the works right now, the tribulation has started. And we have to be careful. We, I want to make sure. I don't go into all this pre-trib, post-trib, most mystery, whatever. Just be rapture ready. Okay. Just be ready within you. And these are the things that we need to do. I'm going to actually try to open it up to other churches who really want to come in and learn these types of things. Oh, we're going to go in deep with it. Um, so um, this is a teaching ministry. And, uh, Just getting hey, closer. Go hey, I like that. All right. <laughs> I'm a wife of my covenant. Amen. I'm passionate about my wife. Amen. I'm passionate about God. You know. Man, I want to, I want to, I want to like take a break, come back, and let's do it again. That's how I feel. See, a real pastor, it's hard for him to leave the sheep. I want to make sure. Did you eat good today? Did y'all eat good today? Did you get something nutritional to carry you through? Hey, teacher. 
We are a team. I'm the pastor. She's the teacher. Glory to God. She's an anointed teacher. Hey, you did an awesome job yesterday. Aim to, built to worship, certifications. It was so awesome. It was awesome. Amen. Oh, wow. The teaching. So the question that um, I asked Holy Spirit, and I hope you ask him the same, because I, uh, I really desire that you leave with what Holy Spirit has intended for you to receive. Hear me. Uh, we come within a, we come a lot of times out of habit to a place but we never get to the place to get what God has for us. So I want to make certain, being you've come to the place, it's not the building, but you've come to the divine place at this appointed time and moment in life that you'll get what God has for you. Amen? Amen. What's your name, beautiful? Nicole? Uh-huh. Courtney. Hey, Courtney. Hi, Courtney. I've seen Courtney before, ain't I? Yeah. Yeah. And what I asked him in uh, John 13, I believe it was 27 through 29 or 28 and 29? John 13. John 13, right? Uh-huh. Yep. 26. So 26 well, through 29, basically. Mm -hmm. 20, yeah. All right. Let's just say John 13, all right? And <laughs> <In> its entirety. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, in reference to what was really going on as pastor was sharing with you his revelation and insight, which was blowing my mind. But the question is that, did he really know God? Right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. this is something to, for you to consider. Do I really know God? Do I really? Know? It's almost just the same, like you're living with someone. And the reason, look, that you don't walk as one is because you really don't know each other. That's right. Look, how can two walk together except they agree? So this is why marriages are dissolved because guess what? You were never married. <laughs> I had so much on marriage today. What can, oh. look, if you was ever a part of something, you could never not be a part of it. That's right. Because the word of God says, if you were with me, you would never, you have never have left me. So there is no divorce because, look, there was no marriage. Oh. So it has to be a marriage with you and God. It's not an option of divorce or I'm leaving. It's like a language I can't comprehend. What, what are you talking about? Because, look, we just are. We are what Christ said. I just said, I am. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I am. I can't be anything other than that. We can't be anything other than one. There's not an option for division because. <laughs> no back door. 
What you are, you can't be anything outside of that. Mm. We are one. It's how we were made. Amen. I can't be outside of my design. Oh, come on. Y'all messing with me now. That's not where I'm going. <laughs> Can you imagine? So I often would say about a friend, how else can I not be your friend because a look because of a circumstance or a situation? Because I was never. Because what you do or say does not constitute my friendship. Because it just is. Oh my God. Can you imagine relationships being like that? It's not going to yep. be chaotic. It's not that it's not going to work. Because it's designed to work. It's built in the relationship. Amen. Ooh. Oh, it's got to live on purpose. <laughs> so, what happened with Judas? And Jesus said, what you're going to do, do it quickly. And another scripture came to mind. Why did, why did he say do it quickly? Because the word of God says, when a man sins in his heart, yep. it's already done, it's finished. Wow. He said, so do what you do, need to do quickly because it's already finished. Wow. You already did it. Mm -hmm. You can't renege on it. Mm -mm. It's done. See, but we don't believe this. So you're thinking the things that you think. You're going to be judged on every idle thought. He said, not on your deeds that you act out. He said, on every thought. Because the thoughts are you. You already did it. It's finished. That's in Genesis. So this is why he said, Whatever you're going to do, do it quickly because you already have a finished work in your heart. Mm -hmm. Amen. And the finished work came from a dark thought. Right. So when Pastor was in high, the, the lion, the enemy was walking around the table like a, a roaring lion seeking mm -hmm. whom he could devour. Ooh. Who heart was not right with God? That's right. His heart wasn't right with God. That was the entrance. And what confirmed that his heart wasn't right with God was when, like Pat said, when he shared the morsel. Mm. Mm -hmm. He said, it's the he, one who sucked. Oh. Right there. And dip. That is the one. one. They That's still right. didn't know. But his love still. He rejected freedom. He rejected the love of God. Oh, he rejected redemption. That's right. Mm, mm, mm. He rejected salvation. He said, what you 
have already fixed in your heart, do what you already have decided. Look, do what is already finished. You've already decided this. This is when he said, oh, when a man lusts upon a woman with his eyes, see, in your heart, you already are, you've done already done it. Guilty. It's a fixed mind. So when you leave out today, because we have to be careful, is how we're rejecting God. When God is asking us to do things, and we've, we, we refuse to, through our stewardship, through our love, and we're thinking because of the grace of God, he's going to forgive me. But it's only for those who repent. That means to have a second thought, a change of lifestyle, and a way of being and reasoning. And your will. You cannot continue to reject God. It's accumulating. And what happened with Judas as to why he couldn't do what he already had decided. The question is, could he change his mind? That is the question. Could he have changed his mind? Not when you make up your mind. <laughs> your mind is set. When your mind is set, it has to go that way. That's right. It's set. It's fixed. It's locked on. Thinking in that process, in that pattern. It's fixed. That's why you have to consider how you think. If you have a fixed mind on always being late, a fixed mind of having poor character, a fixed, look, that's why it's so difficult to change. Because you have fixed and set yourself to go in a certain motion. Satan then entered. What happened is that Satan entered. And when he entered, he had full possession. Mm -hmm. See, it wasn't just an influence of Satan now. Is that he he had him. full possession. Jesus. He didn't own Judas. And Judas had to comply. He had no other recourse. And you, and you, and you, and I'm not, because we, we, we have this on YouTube. And you, and you are still rejecting God. And your own way of thinking, and something that you're not still willing to give up to fully serve him. That's the sacrifice. It's either, look, something about you and your life, your children. Nothing comes before God. But you're still saying, but I know God want uh, this for me in my life. I know he want this for me and my children. Do you think that's more important than God? <laughs> a football game, a concert, a ceremony. Do you think that's more important? 
Some people do. While our spouse and children still don't, they don't have that example. They still see me put something else above God, them. Mm -mm. You can't reject God. If you continue to do that, you will become a Judas, a false one to God. You will become a false one to God. Examine, evaluate how you are rejecting God in your life. This is what you leave with today. He may, the enemy may can influence or try to influence you, but it's nothing like when he has ascended in your life and he has full possession of you. It will be your salvation. I thank you that you've been informed as to how to stay ahead of the enemy and the, and the tricks and schemes and the trappings that he had. Amen. He tried to get us as believers to think that, oh, you're not doing anything all bad. He gives you a reason not to and a justification not to fully obey God. Hear me. He gives you a reason to make you feel okay about not obeying God. It's your comfort. He reassures that you need to be comfortable and not to transform. You won't be comfortable with your life. You won't be comfortable with the things that you do. But the word of God comes to make you very uncomfortable. And stop conforming. That's the sacrifice. Inconvenience. And be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. So, oh. oh. Minister. Yeah, are we going to do the, the, minister. the ministers the come up? Yeah, all the calls. I'm just getting so excited. Yes. Okay. <laughs> ministers, please come up. This is the time to prepare your tied and offering your seed amen oh yes um yeah hell you gonna do it go ahead hell minister hell's got something to say for you you're gonna amen. get some new envelopes go ahead minister. all right we're legit now we got our own tithing offering card all right i just wanted to kind of break it all down for you some me all might not know where the where the money goes, and you should know where the money goes. So the tithe covers the rent of the building. The building, the building is what, twelve, fifteen hundred dollars a month? Way more than that. Okay, way more than that. So the tithe <laughs> handles that, handles the electricity. So you like the lighting, so see, Pastor, you like the air conditioning, Amen. you like the heat. Amen. That's all being covered with that. And if it doesn't get covered with that, it has to go into the offering. The offering pours into that Amen. and the man of God and the woman of God should not have to take anything out of their pocket to pay for this building Any, anymore <laughs> so the offerings cover the uh, supplies the tissues that you see the water uh, any extra stuff that we need Amen. Um, Bowman Fund I'm going to get back to that in a minute Unify it says United on here yes and that's strategic. <laughs> and Amen. that's because of this. Come here, Pastor. Right. Pastor's got a vision. 
Yep. We're rolling with that vision. Mm -hmm. So here's what we need to do. There we go. We're united right now. That's right. Okay. This is the, this is the first step. Unified. We're stepping forward in that vision. All right. Yeah. See what I'm talking about. Amen. Okay. So unified. When you walk in and the and you and you walk in here and you see that um, all the stuff back in here. Mm -hmm. All the equipment, yeah. the soundboard, yeah. Unified pay for that. The seats that you're sitting in, yeah. Unified pay for that. Anything that this ministry needs, tech lot, uh, technology, yeah. anything to move us forward in Pastor's vision, yeah. Unified pays for it. That's right. Absolutely. Excellent. Now the Bowman Fund. The Bowman Fund hasn't really, you know, it's been said here and there. Bowman Fund last year in three months sponsored... Ava for mm -hmm. Dance Star. Mm -hmm. For a whole year, right? It uh, helps mm -hmm. with the homeless ministry. The Jean and Appy, mm -hmm. they go out every every month. It helps with that, and uh, it's helped with a couple of people in here that are going through rough times. Sixteen hundred and eighty dollars in three months. Mm -hmm. Amen. With the, and, and we have we weren't even le like really legit at that time. Amen. So we're going to be doing a lot more things this year with Bowman Fund. Bowman Fund is investing in people. Amen. Uh, Bowman Fund is, uh, is, is going in with Teacher and, um, and AIM2, and we're going to be sponsoring some people in there for mentorship, yes. and we're going to be sponsoring other people. We're going to be doing scholarships. So Amen. now everything is right here, so you can't say you don't know. That's right. All right. Minister, it is truly a new season for hell. Amen. Very well put. So the altar is open. Prepare your seed.